You are listening to Lighthearted Leadership, Season 2, Episode Number 9. Welcome to the Lighthearted Leadership Show, the show where we take on heavy leadership topics with a lighthearted twist. I'm your host, Dr. Lizette Warner. Didn't care. He didn't derive his worth from them. Said another way, his power was his, not anyone else's. And he was going to keep it that way. He gave them no power over him. On today's episode, we are exploring power. Do you feel powerful? Powerless? Is power given? Taken? Or something else? Do you wield power? What is your power formula? Is power a a foreign concept to you only for the likes of world leaders and bad bosses? Do you want to be as far away as possible from power? Power, like leadership, is something everyone has. What you do with it, well, that's up to you. That and more on today's episode of Lighthearted Leadership with Lizette. Hello, my lighthearted friends. Thank you for joining us. I'm Dr. Lizette Warner, your power, poise, and presence leadership maven, author, and host for today. That's right. I've written a leadership presence book, and it is called Power, Poise, and Presence. My peas are popping today. What can I say? It is set to publish in early 2023, and as I've been writing so much on these topics, I thought, why not address it here? on the podcast. I am a power poise and presence coach. And what that means is I work with folks to help them locate and wield their own leadership presence through biomarkers. I speak at conferences on these topics. Last month, I spoke at my very first TEDx event on, you guessed it, power poise and presence. Check the link in the show notes. Let me know if you need a speaker. I I know a few, or you, you, I don't know, maybe you want me, I don't know. I tell stories to audiences in a way that helps others have deep, impactful takeaways. And some of those might be that way, she, she tells way, way too many stories. That could be true as well. On our journey today, I have a few stories to share about power. Feel free, by the way, to take anything I say, take it away with you, um, If you like it, use it in your life or ignore it. That's also an option too. Anything I present here, it's your choice what you wish to do with it. If you take anything away, the education wing of lighthearted leadership, well, they want me to impress upon you to exercise your new skills responsibly. All right, back to power. In fact, I want to share some power equations with you. That's right. We're going to start out with math today. (laughs) <laughs> I, I can imagine some of you are going, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. There's, there's not going to be a test. I promise you, no test today. Um, but I want to share some power equations to see if this resonates with you. 
And don't worry, we're, there's no test here. But did you know that physics has a form for power? Power is equivalent or equals work divided by the, the time, where work can be force times displacement. And, and that is, you know, just a matter of how, how much things have moved over a certain amount of time. Now, in electrical terms, power is the voltage times the current. And I know there's like, what? Why are we? This is lighthearted leadership. Lizette, why are we? Why, why, why on earth are we talking physics and math? Why not? It's my show. We're going to do it, right? I was pondering these equations as I was researching power in my book, Power, Poison, Presence. And, and I don't think they make an appearance in the book right now. I can't remember. But as, as I talked about this last month in the TEDx talk, I talked a lot about power. And it was coming up for me, well, what is the equation for power? And huh, isn't that interesting? Because Merriam-Webster says that power is to exert control, authority, or influence over others. And it didn't reconcile with my experience of power both for myself and what it was for my clients and when I see it on display. But this equation of power is the energy over a certain amount of time, the work accomplished over, over a certain amount of time. And we're going to get back to that. So just sort of file that away, stick it on the tabletop, and I don't know, maybe scoot it over to the trash if massive math is it. Man, tongue-tied already at the beginning of the show. If math isn't your thing. As I said in the opening, it is my belief that everyone has power. And we all use it differently. We build it up differently. We express it differently or choose to dispose of it or not possess it. Now, that's not a judgment. It's merely an observation. And what I'd like to do is demonstrate this observation through one of my friend's experiences. That's right. Bringing out a friend here, throwing her under the, under the bus here. And it goes like this. So my friend gets offended over, let's just, just say, for, for argument's sake, it's peach jam. It is not peach jam. But for the sake of simplicity, <clears throat> let's just assume, okay, she's getting offended over peach jam. She gets offended because her peach jam is being called peach jelly. Hey, don't take it out on me. <laughs> there are a ton of jelly versus jam debaters out there, and I'm not taking sides. <laughs> I'm not taking sides right here. The, we're not going to solve the great jam versus jelly debate of 2022 on this podcast. There's another podcast out there for that. Go, go find it. <laughs> Suffice it to say, she's a peach jam sort of person. And she gets a bit offended when people are calling her peach jam, peach jelly. So by the way, if you have not checked out the peach truck, okay, at this stage of the game, if you haven't ordered peaches from the peach truck, it's, it's too late. Sorry, they're done with this season of peaches, I think for the, for the season. But next year, look them up over at thepeachtruck.com. This is my personal invitation to you. They are not even sponsors of the show, but they're peaches. Oh, my goodness. Very yummy. I, I don't even know what to tell you about that. I made peach salsa. We canned peaches. I have never in my life, can, I wouldn't know where to begin with canning peaches. Now I know how to can peaches. We froze peaches. My husband made peach jam or jelly. Who knows? And a peach strudel. He froze it. Nevertheless, we're peach 
happy in Casa Warner. So, all right, back to peach jam versus the this peach jelly debate and this whole this whole peach debate. So, with my friend, so she gets upset over over the folks that call her peach jam peach jelly, and I mean really upset. She spends time relishing. See what I did there? Relish, relish. Oh, heaven forbid you call it peach relish. She'd go mental. Anyway, she drops lots of time and agonizing, being offended over those peach jelly name callers for not recognizing that it's jam, not jelly. Now, as she brings this to me, me being very generous, now, let me share this about peach, jam, jelly, relish. I don't care at this stage or or any other stage. I love peaches. Hello, peach truck, like I talked here about the peach truck. So funny thing is, I used to hate peaches. True story. And I mean really despise them. They were too fuzzy and hairy for me. What can I say? I'm not into hairy food. And my mom always bought these hairy peaches. Not my jam or jelly. So my husband and my daughter love, and I mean love, peaches. I never understood it. We'd buy peaches, keep them in the house, and I'm like, ugh. So, fine, quick detour here. He came home from work one day. Well, actually, every time he went to work, he came home. I am a super bad storyteller. I I don't even know why you, (laughs) what you listeners are thinking at this point. I keep getting comments that you love my stories or I'm such a good storyteller. Honestly, I kind of think there's something wrong with you, but Keep listening to the show and send me your comments. Okay, when he, he'd come home from work, um, and this was one day back when I think our daughter was three. I think she was three at the time. She was on the couch, unsupervised. Yeah, I'm that kind of parent. Look, I was working on my thesis. She was fine. Anyway, here she was on the couch, her cheeks puffed out like, like she looked like a chipmunk. As she was chewing on something, so he asks her, what you eating? And she goes, and spits out something from her mouth into her hand and says, peach bone. She had eaten the entire peach. Actually, at that point, I'm not really sure how many peaches she had eaten and was sucking on the peach pit. It was at that moment that he decided to move the fresh fruit bowl out of her three-year-old arm reach from the coffee table and onto the dinner table so that she'd at least have to ask for fruit and maybe I'd parent better. I didn't. She's fine. (laughs) Really, she is fine. She grew up just fine. And truth be told, she has parented me very, very well. Good job. So now I too love peaches. I don't know. They, They wore me down. So back to my friend, Yeah, there's that story. So back to my friend, my response to whether her peach jam is jam or jelly, I'm afraid I left her disappointed because I responded, um, it's good. Whatever it is, it's good. And at that moment, she was perplexed because she didn't know where to file this in the jam or the jelly column. And my point is this. She expends or she expended all this energy and even more time on this. Now, remember that power equation? Yeah, (laughs) 
pull it out of the trash, bring it back from the table. That power equation, all things being equal, more time leads to less power. Even math, even the math, says it was driving her own power low. Now, time is in the denominator of the power equation, so she ended up driving her own power low. This is math, not me. Look at it another way, and she's giving away all her power to someone or something else. It's fine if that's where you want to expend and how you want to expend your power. I come into this situation, and whether someone calls it jam or jelly, I refuse to give it any of my power. I refuse to give any of my power away. I refuse to play that game or to give any of my power away to anyone else. So in essence, I spend very little to no time worrying or working on this matter, except for the podcast. And I use it here as an example to help you drive your power equation higher. So I'll ask you again, as I asked at the start of the show, do you give your power away? Do you retain it? Or something else? Many of us, in my experience, give it away far too easily. I have to say, living with my husband has taught me not to give my power away. Whether my friends or family liked or didn't like him, didn't even register for him. Now, while I might have been hurt, and this was years ago, I might have been hurt or even offended. He wasn't. He didn't care. He didn't derive his worth from them. Said another way, his power was his, not anyone else's. And he was going to keep it that way. He gave them no power over him. And let me tell you, there is something admirable about that. And I want to leave you with what Viktor Frankl, author of Man's Search for Meaning, if you haven't read a book, read that book, it, that one's a, a really nice one to read. He had this to say, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. Many times we don't put that space between the stimulus and the response. And what I want to tell you today is it is your power. Your power lies in that space. It has always been your power and no one else's. Choose wisely. That's all I got for you today. I hope you've learned something today about power, about stimulus, response, space, or for shorthand, S, space, R. Don't forget the space. 
in that space is your power. If you like the show today, share it with a friend. If you want more, my book publishes in a few short months. Don't miss it. The book presale is over. If you missed it, sorry, it was only open the month of, of August. However, you can still hop on the book waitlist for Power Poison Presence. Go to optimumvobis.com, O-P-T-I-M-U-M-V-O-B-I-S.com. Click on the book probably under tools or you can do forward slash I think it's registration I don't know why I have it under registration something's wrong there however you can hop on the book wait list another side story right it's the so the book power poison presence is a leadership presence book like none you have ever read before because it's all about you it's all about you my friend with all that being said what did you learn today about power about stimulus, response, or space, or even math. <laughs> if you need a coach or a speaker, look me up or reach out to me at Lizette at OptimumVobis.com or Fortune100Coaches.com. You can find the show notes over at LightheartedLeadership.com. I have way too many .coms, by the way. And that, my lighthearted friends, is a wrap for the show. My peach photos are up on the show notes, and you vote peach jam or peach jelly. And we didn't even get to peach preserves. Okay, whole other topic there. I hope today's topic on power has inspired you, made you chuckle, or even brought you some joy. Go out and get some peaches. Maybe it's you've got a craving for peaches. I have some here. <laughs> They're supposed to be for the winter, but, you know, we, we still have some. If you want to connect with me, I'm on LinkedIn. Look me up there or at fortune100coaches.com or at optimumvobis.com or lightheartedleadership.com or probably some other .com next month. <laughs> I want to thank you for joining us today. If you like the show, consider following me over on LinkedIn. Thank you, my lighthearted friends, for joining me for today's show. Join me next time for another peek into lighthearted insights for your life. You have been listening to Fortune 100 Coaches Presents Lighthearted Leadership with Lizette. Life is a winding road No telling where it goes Driving through days and nights Won't stop for traffic lights 